there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. And we are back. And you you are still listening to Keep It, but sans Ira this week. And in his stead, we have a crooked favorite, Andrew T. I'm here. You're here. I'm here uh, to be Ira. How are you going to do that? Oh, boy. Oh I, I Stop making, already. I was making a tiny list. Oh, well, first of all, you need to shut up, Lewis. Oh, thank you. You're doing just fine. Check. Uh, bully Lewis. Uh, let me see. Well, how can I annoy Kara? Uh, I'm going to have to come back to that one. Do you have any Days um, of Our Lives trivia you can throw down? Yeah, yeah. I, I need to uh, talk about um, uh, General Hospital. Sure. Uh, and Is that the X-Men. one he likes? Does it, which one does he like? I mean, imagine knowing which one he I likes. Yeah, that's They're true, all yeah. kind of the same. And of course, um, nice-ass Tommy Vitor? I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know how to do this. Oh, God, you've been listening. <laughs> it's all and I've again, got. it continues. The streak of this is still not dead. Boy. Boy. You kind of read us to filth, which I appreciate. Thank you. Well, mostly Ira. He's out here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, Andrew is a little tired. Woo, boy. I saw him last night. I'm struggling. We celebrated Chinese New Year. Wow. I, I was joking when I said you should say that. Lunar New Year. <laughs> Fine, Lunar no, New Year. Uh, I, that's a new thing that I. This is how. This is the type of old guy railing against PC that I am. I'm like, <laughs> right, Lunar New Year. All of Asia's there. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but we ate Chinese foods. We so. ate hella Chinese food. I had a uh, Chinese New Year uh, celebration on Saturday. I could not believe how much I ate. It was it really was thrilling. Wild. Yeah, I let myself. That that was really. I let myself do whatever the hell I want. Right on. on oh boy. You know what I liked about Chinese New Year is it's mostly just the eating and not because like, for example, now for certain holidays like a Christmas, well, it's really just like about the gifts and the eating. But yeah. then people try to make it about something else. I mean, I, like it is about something else, but for <laughs> certain families, it's not. I like how you guys asked me like, so what are the traditions? And I was like, I don't know. We I just ma- eat. I made yeah, a yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's just like the food was made and we eat, yeah. and like that's yeah. that's what we're doing. <laughs> He just showed us, Andrew just showed us a picture of, that I guess Kara consumed. Correct. A a picture of a fish that had teeth like... Did y'all know that... Like deep Carly Simon (laughs) (laughs) chomper. Yes, a sea bream evidently has the, the, oh man, like just flawless dental work. Right. So much teeth. It was a lot of teeth. Oh, yeah, I'm glad right. I didn't see that until after we'd eaten the fish. It was real fucked up. It was real fucked up. Um, anyway, happy Lunar New Year to regular people. To regular people. Um, happy Lunar New Year. You ready for this segue? Yeah. To 21 Savage. Oh, gosh. Who I oh. hope is doing all right. Jesus. 21 Savage, who was... So he was arrested by ICE. And when this story broke, it was very confusing, understandably, for everyone. Because mm-hmm. we were like, isn't... 21 Savage doesn't have like an accent. I've mm-hmm. never understood 21 Savage to be from anywhere but Atlanta. And he was arrested by ICE specifically. And then sort of as details have come out, he, I guess his parents came here on a work visa. 
and he was on that visa and then it expired and and ice is fucking bullshit yeah and so they have like detained him and that happened and it was very confusing still and the rumors he's from dominica which is a caribbean island capital roseau if you're a world capital fan <laughs> thank you lewis no i will use that i will use that on my next trivia night i feel like I need I need Lewis trivia brain. I unfortunately I'm only good for almanacs. So when they ask what island is Twenty One <laughs> Savage originally from, right. capital of yeah, capital. What is the capital of the island that Twenty One Savage is originally from? Was this one of the fastest like um, joke to backlash uh, time frame? Yeah, and I feel like backlash started before I even processed what was happening. Well, Demi Lovato got in trouble because she tweeted. I mean, the thing is, and. If you ignore the fact that this is very serious, right. it felt funny at first because you were just like, what? Yeah. It would be like if someone's like, we deported Lewis. Right. We'd all be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like an American. Like, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. And then as soon as we're everyone- for you, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and so then as soon as that everyone realized it was really serious, yeah. they were like, oh, no. Let me, let me, okay, let me provide a possible churlish third backlash. So back to the front lash. Okay. Is it, is it like, don't people get, and this is so ignorant what I'm about to say. Is it possible you can be rich enough that it doesn't really matter that you got deported? By ICE? Yeah. I don't, you know, I would say for other arrests, like yeah. ICE is yeah. like its own awful thing. And yeah. I don't, and I feel like they work right. in secrecy and like. They're a humiliating Gestapo. I'm going to say they're so like, shameless it feels yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, but I hope, I think he's still detained. Like <sighs> I, I hope he gets right. out of that. Uh, yeah. But one one, you know, PC joy we did get out of it was fucking Tommy had tweeted something ignorant about like, you know, Our where Tommy? you came from. No, 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 no. Tommy Tommy Oh Lilo. Larry. <laughs> Tommy Larry. Tommy Lilo oh. and Stitch. Yep. She tweeted something about, you know, like go back to your country or some dumb bullshit. And yeah. then Cardi responded, don't make me get my leash. <laughs> Which means this is now a running bit. Yes, this is yeah. now just like... This woman understands the rules of comedy. <laughs> She'll fall like a second time. It's going to be like straight up oh, I Love Lucy Vaudeville eventually. Do you think... I really hope this doesn't become like... See, I, I will say though, the third time it does a bit, it becomes like fun. It like starts to humanize like the horrible racist Tommy Laren. Yeah. A little bit. Like, we're all in on the fun now. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying ignorant racist things. Cardi will keep destroying me, and right. Ha, 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 ha. right. I don't know. Like the goblin only exists if you well, the look thing at is, it. The third, yeah. the third bit will be Cardi actually dog walking. I guess her. that's true. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Cardi is like, these are not empty threats. I do want to, and wasn't. But I remember like when Tommy Laren was doing. Uh, was it a TikTok or whatever the hell it is where you like lip sync to like seven right. seconds? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was to a Twenty One Savage song because everyone was like, "You're racist," and she was like, "How could I be racist if I love Twenty One Savage?" <laughs> She's brilliant. I don't know if you know that about her. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. But it was just one of those things where I was like, I feel like that's a little extra something disgusting about her too. Right. Like, Ugh. I mean, we're gonna get into more in this episode, some more disgusting behavior because Black History Month is off to a rough ass start. Um, we're also going to talk about Fuck Jerry, who I cannot believe that is their name. And we have to, when we talk about them, keep saying Fuck Jerry. Oh, yeah. World's greatest comedian. That's- it is really incredible that, that they are oh, that they are allowed to exist. Andrew's already tired. I'm so mad. So we're going to get into all of that after this.
Uh, I feel like as the uh, token, barely acceptable straight man in this room, <laughs> uh, I got to do the Super Bowl bit for my bros. Nice. <laughs> I don't know anything. Okay. <laughs> Finally happened. The Super Bowl came in. It went and it proved to be one of the most boring Super Bowls in history. After many controversies over who performed at the halftime show, Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy joined forces to give us the most epic terribly terribly boring performance <laughs> of all time did you see this i weirdly managed to mostly boycott the super bowl but i did walk through sort of like during the halftime show walk through where walk through the, <laughs> so i was at a party Fire. okay but yeah. i i we we had separate we we had the party uh segregated into uh, I stand with Cap and I do not stand with Oh my with God, Cap someone had a party with like a whole room for the... It was basically just me and uh, my friend standing in the kitchen being so, like, we're not watching So you show. wanted the Super Bowl food, but yes. you were trying to... You know me, Kara, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this is, I'm not gonna not turn down, I'm not gonna turn down a bowl of chili like a goddamn like bear from a cartoon. <laughs> I was just like, well, I'm gonna eat the chili. I do not actually. I mean, it ha it's easier for me because I genuinely don't really care about football right. at all. I shopped at a mall literally up until the minute of the halftime show. At which point, I <laughs> then viewed whatever what was on television and yeah. then went away again. So Did I you really go to like Best Buy and watch it. I, I, no, it was like um, I was. Uh, it was all clothes shopping, so I looked like I was in a '90s montage about my new glow up. So yeah, um, good job. Me. How I, just... I did not. Um, I was. I was with some ladies. It was funny because I actually had I I watched the Super Bowl because it is a large cultural event mm -hmm. and I like the food. But even when it I don't particularly care, but it was something that I would just watch yeah. and I haven't watched the last two years for obvious reasons. But I was always at home, so I was at home just like doing something else. This year I was out, and it was crazy how like. I'm like, oh yeah, there's tons of people who just truly are not registering that this event is happening at all. Oh yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I was at a restaurant and there was no one like wondering where the TV was. It was just, yeah. oh, a bunch of people that were like, oh no, it's just Sunday, we're eating Well, dinner. our beloved Los Angeles Rams, we had to all ignore them together. I have true. a friend who every year goes to, I believe it's Disneyland on the morning of Super Bowl on ah. the logic that it's like, Oh, totally I was going to go to Six Flags actually. Yeah. I'm a roller coaster person, but it yeah. was unfortunately rainy. So the I didn't see the, hap I didn't see any of this. All I did see was on Twitter, I saw a SpongeBob clip and I thought they were making fun of Travis Scott. And then I later learned that that was his actual intro to right. the Super Bowl. Have you met Art? This is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was like, I actually had forgotten that uh, Atlanta is such a Coke town. So I remember specifically <laughs> seeing like when it said like presented by Pepsi, I was like, this is already the second string everything. Yeah. Right. This. I was just like, this is this is the worst that they could get. Though I will say about the Super Bowl halftime show, I thought people were a little disingenuous saying Oh, can you believe how boring this is? Yes. This is like as yeah. advertised. Like yeah, you yeah. got the five Maroons, five songs that went to number two or whatever. Right. And then you got one performance from Big Boy, one performance from Travis Scott, and then it ended. It was probably what, nine minutes long or something. It was just the yeah. C plusiest performance. Well, we got very spoiled because Beyonce rolled up twice and Bruno Mars, who is like, 
you don't even have to like Bruno Mars's music, but you're out here just watching that little man yeah, dance. He's, right. he's like a performer. Yeah. And so they had both been there on and off for the past few years. So I feel like that's that spoiled me. Right. At least. Like the bar was very high. I think though that that they they also made a real big effort to to be like, no, 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 it's okay that we're playing the racist Super Bowl. Right. So mm-hmm. they like had drones that spelled like fucking like love or something in the sky. Oh. And it was like like they made a big deal about having like a like a black choir behind them. They had a black choir. Of course, Maroon yeah. Five. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite gospel uh, outfit. Maroon perfect. Five. Perfect. Oh, um, no. And then he took his shirt off. I saw that. He took his shirt off. And his body is the buyer tapestry of tattoos. Just oh. fully a rebus. Like you can solve puzzles on that thing. Wait. You know what it looked like? You ever seen a Highlights magazine <laughs> illustration where you have to circle hidden objects? Yep. It's sort of like, oh, is that a tree? Oh, there's a comb in the trunk. <laughs> you know? I, this is the point where as uh, uh, the official IRA of today, I guess I have to guiltily admit uh, I want to fuck Adam Levine. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Good. That's it, right? That's the whole bit. That, that Does he have more to it? No, he probably would say that, and to which I can't help him with that. Yeah. I mean, you're a brilliant impersonator. You're like Rich Little. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you. also, Adam Levine took his shirt off, and Janet Jackson yeah. still still barred. I would say, yeah. no, she has nipples also, right? I'm pretty sure she has nipples. Right. We actually didn't see hers, so. Yeah, this is, we didn't even see Janet's <laughs> so nipple. We don't know that. That is a good point. Um, also his like California tattoo, he has like a, a California tattoo on his stomach, like the word California, <laughs> which is just hellish in so many ways. I do. Th- I think it'll be interesting for next year because I feel like this, I mean, the game sucked. So yeah. like the whole sort of event felt like a bit of a like womp womp. Yeah. And like, if this doesn't, if this doesn't help Maroon 5 in some way, and it probably won't hurt them because the level of popularity of their music, it's a bunch of people who don't care about Colin Kaepernick and mm-hmm. the NFL being terrible. But I do wonder in the upcoming years if like you're still going to have this wave. Because you had a lot of celebrities on social media that day. Colin Kaepernick had these like limited edition jerseys that mm-hmm. said, I'm with Cap. And you had like Rihanna and LeBron James, Angela Davis and Kevin Durant and all of these athletes and celebrities standing publicly with Colin Kaepernick. But like, are they going to still be doing that in three years? My question is also, I mean, like, it doesn't feel like the NFL is going to have any radical change in the upcoming years. Yeah. So how can this Super Bowl not uh, halftime show not just turn into country music? It feels right. like that's yeah. the only direction for right. it. Go right. full MAGA with it. Like, that's what you want. That's right. what it, oh, they just don't have the, like, guts to go there. Right. Because they know that music is terrible. Yeah, right. it's going to be like Toby Keith illuminated by fire sound. Yeah. Just a glowing orb. Play that. Does he, does, was he the one that had that song about how he was going to like kick Osama Bin Laden's ass? You've got that right, sweetie. <laughs> that yes. is one of those. Every time I go to karaoke, I think... Mm, if I had a little more foresight, I would have memorized the Toby Keith song about kicking Obama's or, oh, Toby Keith song about <laughs> kicking Osama's ass. Wow, <laughs> you think that song's not coming? Okay. So also, so you had all these celebrities who didn't, yeah. you know, who didn't attend. But then the Super Bowl, one of the biggest existing bowls, there are all of these parties like the days before and yeah. the weekend before and whatever. So you had celebrities like someone like Cardi who was like, I'm not. Gonna, I turned down the Super Bowl because she very easily that song that she's on with them is still like in the top 10 yeah. mm-hmm. the billboard very easily could have gone and performed at the Super Bowl but said no but she was still in a Super Bowl commercial for Pepsi and she performed at some events in the lead up to the Super Bowl in Atlanta Yeah. so it's like 
does that is that like too close to profiting from the NFL? Like, did she really kind of boycott? Yeah, I because it, it's like all symbolism and pageantry. So there is something to be said for not showing up, but there also is something to be said of it's just like there's so much money and and still so much attention around it that like it, it's hard to find the line and and i think that was one of the interesting things about this um uh super bowl is that like you know again like anywhere from viewers just eating chili but not watching <laughs> it but then still participating in it like i did somehow or like you know boycotting attending the game or performing it's just like there's no like clear consensus about what the sides are or like what the action that you can take is and so it is interesting to see like everyone from you know citizen to celebrity like just showing showing the support one way or the other in their own way and then kind of talking about it but like it not really making any coherent sense yeah because how could it i think the other thing that i always like every year is like you know, since since the election, every major event has it's this Manichaean quality of like, OK, well, who's good and who's evil? Mm-hmm. And we have <laughs> to figure this out. And it, it's I mean, down to like La La Land just has to be evil by default. Right. right? Like, that's just <laughs> right. the evil side. Like, I'm sorry. You're like my not... mom watching a movie. Lewis, is that the bad guy? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. someone must be the bad guy. Right. And it was really one of those like. You know, because we we don't really have the ability to just be like the whole system's out of order, which is what it is. Right. So I still was just like, well, fuck the Patriots, I guess. That seems easy. Yeah. 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 But then it's like, obviously, the Rams are not that great. No one really (laughs) cares. And then it's like, well, I'm like boycotting this. But like, obviously, again, I was, you know, within earshot horking down chili and beers. (laughs) So like, did I boycott it? Right. And that's the, you know. You're not like Cardi didn't perform at the Super Bowl. She's getting Pepsi money. Arguably, though, like all of that, all of those corporate dollars are going somewhere nefarious. So it's sort of like, okay, she wasn't technically paid by the NFL, right? Like she was paid by PepsiCo. And she could have done a Pepsi commercial at any point of the year for any event. And at anything that they would have aired it at probably would have been tied to something shitty. So it is just this like wheel of like, how woke do we need to be about this? Yeah. And like, where do I decide? Where is the line? Because I'm also just like, I don't know, girl, get your money because I think that's helpful to, <laughs> to think. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I just feel like there are some celebrities where I want to see them make $20 million for a dumb commercial. I'm sorry, yeah. Cardi yeah. B is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's going to play at other times. I'm probably not going to associate that commercial with the Super Bowl forever. So that you want to talk about even more demented logic, just go and get it. <laughs> but the other thing actually is, have we gotten to the point where it feels like the Super Bowl commercials are less of an event? Because we, you like see them on YouTube like two days before. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Most of them, Like yeah. nothing, there's no tent pole anymore nor like, did it feel like any commercial jumped out as the star thing you know what i mean yeah. like the, the andy warhol thing sort of occurred but like if you had told me andy warhol filmed himself eating a whopper 30 years ago i'm like no duh that's it what is, he did it is just crazy like when you really take a step back and you're like all of this anticipation around a commercial yeah is like jesus christ like, brainwashing what, we, yeah, what is wrong like, with this yeah it's, but I think that's that's the level of bread and circuses we've been at for so long that I think we're in like whatever post postmodern where you're like, I'm so bored of this. Right. Too. Yeah. 
Like, there's nothing. And now I'm bored of, like, reading people's takes on Twitter about it. Right. So, like, what is there? I well, guess we just have to sit around and chat with our friends. Right. Which the is real disgusting. <laughs> right. Well, we've got a year for another <laughs> Super Bowl. We had sort of like kicked off a lot of Keekbit last year with talking about Justin Timberlake, and it was just as uninteresting as, right. as this year's Super Bowl. It was me so. just talking at auctioneer speed about how, how he looked like he belonged in The Revenant or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll do this all again next year, guys. <laughs> yeah. See you there. Wait. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it, I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge Prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover, the shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. <laughs> You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by. I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I'm going to say, whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Keep It is brought to you by Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. The early 2000s was a wild time for reality TV. I was there. I remember. There seemed to be an endless supply of shows that delivered entertainment for us, but trauma for children, like Dance Moms, the infamous Lifetime Network show where the studio owners screamed at children and their moms over several seasons. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Mm, They recently looked behind the scenes of what was really going on at Abby Lee Miller's dance studio. Well, we know that someone created the beast known as Jojo Siwa. (laughs) You think we see the the, the lab workings that created Jojo Siwa? (laughs) One pigtail, two pigtails. (laughs) Uh, and Chemical X. (laughs) (laughs) Abby's biggest misstep actually wasn't screaming nonsensical catchphrases or throwing chairs on television, but instead she was choreographing financial fraud in plain sight. Well, follow The Big Flop wherever you get your podcasts. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire— 
Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. February marks the start of Black History Month. It really should be something celebrated all year long, as Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown reminded us in a clip that you should absolutely look up. We need a longer month. It should be a whole year. Black History Year. Nevertheless, it's a month to reflect on black history and honor those who have sacrificed everything to make our country a more tolerant society. It is also the time of the year for racists like Sarah Sanders and Donald Trump to feign reverence for history makers who aren't white. So we are at the beginning of February. Black History Month has started, and it is off to a rough goddamn start. It's also, it's very Hall of Mirrors. Like, it's, you thought things were bad? Wait till you see this twisted shit. I mean, most notably, I feel like, we have the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam. Last Friday, a The photo- king of pop, Ralph Northam. <laughs> <laughs> Last Friday, a photo of Ralph Northam's 1986 medical school yearbook, oh which, God. what the fuck, uh surface depicting a person in blackface and another person wearing a white Ku Klux Klan hood. Jesus. The photo was on what seems to be Northam's yearbook page as his name was listed at the top. On February 1st, Northam initially admitted to being pictured in the photo and apologized, stating, I'm deeply sorry for the decision I made to appear as I did in this photo and the hurt that decision (laughs) caused then and now. But he has since denied appearing in the photo by saying in a news conference, I believe now... And then that I am not either of the people in this photo. He also added, this was not me in the picture. This was not Ralph Northam. (laughs) (laughs) But wasn't me a fucking blackface photo. However, in the most stunning turn of events, in a a story that just truly (laughs) has so many ups and downs, he admitted that he once darkened his face with shoe polish for a Michael Jackson dance contest. So, like, in trying to say it wasn't me in the photo, he's like, but this one time I did. I, I assume he was trying to get out in front of someone another was service servicing. Yeah. But it was just like Michael Jackson. Right. No, literally, if it was just Michael Jackson dance contest with him in it, I'm already You're like, right. yeah, jumping out a window. Yeah. yeah. So now you have Democrats uh, calling for him to resign. Although now that is also complicated by the fact that uh, the person who would. Uh, step in for him the lieutenant governor justin fairfax was accused of sexual assault and my fucking god people (laughs) yeah although he i i will say as far as i know to the second i think the only real credible allegation of sexual assault is from the same right-wing bullshit that is so So that's the most irritating thing about all of this because you have one side that has like the semblance of morals which is like democrats so they at least can pretend they can at least pretend so when something like this happens you have democrat it's sort of like with the al franken thing where it's like fuck this is one of our guys i don't like this but if we're gonna say we're not down for this behavior then it doesn't matter who it's coming 
coming from. Yeah. Because Republicans have no fucking morals or qualms about literally anything at all. Yeah. They can, it doesn't matter. But so the story did break by like a terrible right-wing publication and you're just like, they're fully setting us up. But the alternative is to be like, it's fine that he was maybe in a well, Ku yeah. Oh, obviously. But I, my favorite part about that is like, the way like conservatives think the narrative is going to go, it's so weirdly transparent. And like, because they, you know, the story comes out and then all the right wing, like, we'll call them thinkers in quotes, <laughs> were immediately like, Democrats, like, you know, call for race, you know, Democrats are hypocrites, but unless it's one of their own. And then it's like, and they're just immediately inundated with thousands of examples of, you know, left-leaning people everywhere being like, fuck, this guy's got to go. Yeah. Like, you know, there are very, very few examples of people saying uh, Northam should stay besides Northam's racist ass himself. <laughs> and his, and like, his wife who prevented wife. him yeah. from doing the moonwalk in front <laughs> of people. Oh my people. God, that was crazy. She literally grabbed him in, in a way like, wow, this man's about to moonwalk again. Yeah. She has seen it before. Yeah. It's, you know, the other thing, if we're just going through the thought exercise of, which one would be worse? Would it be worse if he was in the blackface or would it be worse if he was in the Ku Klux Klan hood? <laughs> and I personally feel like the hood is worse. Like yeah. if, if I'm at a party and I see someone in blackface, I don't yeah. love that. If I see someone in the hood, I really don't know if that's really just a member of the KKK, because that's not like a, like people dress up in blackface in costume. They shouldn't, but it's like a thing that happens often enough where you know that like dumb white people do this all the time. Yeah, People aren't just rolling up dresses the KKK kind of regularly. So I would be like, oh, the literal KKK is here. Right, right, It's it's like if if Michael Myers were were at your party, like is he just here to kill? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the, you know, if it was like, which one would it have been worse for him to be? I guess it's I guess it's the KKK costume. I mean, the whole thing though too is like this was on his I mean this has been a hell of a uh not calendar year but a hell of a 12 months for uh yearbooks in the 80s. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, what is happening? How is this possible? But like it's also like your goddamn medical school yearbook. I didn't even know that they made medical name. school yearbooks. Yeah. I, I uh, it's unbelievable that like, it, 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 like the idea that he's like I don't know wasn't me like I would never be able to forget that there was blackface <laughs> in any yearbook. You know ever. what? Though one time uh, there was <laughs> when I was when I was a little kid, I looked back at a picture from when I was four, and there was a girl dressed as Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act with the makeup on, oh, and shit. and like with her parents nearby, and. I'm just saying people are ignorant. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. And I, I kind of forgot that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. five, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, whoopee love you. Yeah. I mean, he's probably, he's going to step down, right? I don't think I, he has a choice. I think he's gone. I feel like the, the because we're a couple days out now. Yeah. And I feel like, and I know this is a damning indictment of the media and our own attention span. I think it's genuinely kind of blown over. O- only because, again, 2019's like Black History Month has just decided every day is a hold my beer, if you will. <laughs> just like, oh, I can top this. I this know. Well, we, you know, this wasn't, I think this was technically in 
in the end of January. But this, the last yeah. few weeks, there's also been the story of what happened to Jesse Smollett, who was attacked in Chicago. Um, he was jumped by some guys who, it's not clear to me if they were like in MAGA hats or whatever, but we know they were white assailants who yelled racial and homophobic slurs at him, um, put a noose around his fucking neck. Yeah. Um, and Jesse, um, he's okay. He actually performed at the Troubadour like a, you know, a week after this happened to him. Um, but again, just like Jesus Christ, yeah. what is happening? Uh, I mean, just I, I hate the that there's any lack of detail in the story so far because it's so baffling. Like, what a uh, noose? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, they just yeah. had that. Yeah, well, yeah. it means lynching. Well, yeah. I mean, no, that <laughs> but, it does. But, yeah, I mean, and it, I guess it also clearly means like so premeditated. Right. Like everything about it so wildly premeditated. And then I guess uh, this morning as I was driving in here, uh, DeRay had a thread about all the lies that the Chicago PD have been like or omissions. The Chicago police have lied? Interesting, right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it, so it's just one of those things where like uh, it, it's this thing where like every every bit of, uh, you know, potential racist controversy around this, I think has been greatly exacerbated by the fact that the police keep changing their story. Right. And it's like, it, it, right. And guess what? Just throwing it out there. They might also be racist. themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, I mean, one, it, it's been, I mean, nice is the wrong word, but I think that there has been an, the outpouring of support for Jess, Jesse. One thing that I really appreciated was the sort of intersectionality of acknowledging that, like, this specifically happened to a black gay man. And, like, yep. this would not have happened, you know, or, I mean, like, acknowledging the attack for what that was and saying, like, he was both of these things um, or why he was targeted. And, like, this is a group of people who are targeted specifically and in different ways than others in the way that, you know, all intersectional people are, mm -hmm. and at least there was that, you know? Also, it's worth noting that the attackers specifically knew who he was, said the words, said something about him being on Empire, correct? Which also, like, what? Yeah. You know, why are you, you shouldn't be attacking anyone. That's, I want to make that clear. But it's just like, what is the message that you're sending by attacking the star of Empire? Yeah, yeah. right. Like, I mean, aren't there other... So you're a big fan of the show? I don't get it. <laughs> that's that's the wild thing is like like uh this happens on Yo's this racist sometimes where I will get like bigots coming at me and whatever. And then like after like two or three, because I always engage them because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> after like two or three tweets, it becomes evident that they have listened to a lot of the show. Right. And I'm just like, why? You are like literally I've had conversations with like MAGA like people and they're just like and it's just clear they've listened to dozens of hours of me talking and i'm just like what do you, what why 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 and the best was one time someone responded when i asked him point blank i was he was like well you're kind of funny and you got a good voice <laughs> i'm just like what the fuck is happening why what the velvet fog andrew t yeah wow well guys cloud their tiny minds the hits keep on coming yeah <laughs> as we are like five days into black history month in an interview with the independent to promote his latest film cold pursuit which Flawless title. I mean, that title. <laughs> it's from, from like a generator. It's like Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson revealed that he had the urge to... It's not funny. I'm sorry. It's, it's not funny when I say this, but it is yeah. just like what it... <laughs> had the urge to carry out a racist murder <laughs> years back after someone close to him was allegedly raped by a black man. Neeson told the reporters that for about a week after learning of the incident, he was hoping... He was, quote, hoping some... 
making air quotes with his fingers, black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Neeson further stated that it took him a couple weeks to get over this impulse and said that it was horrible, horrible when I think back that I did that and I've never admitted that and I'm saying it to a journalist. God forbid. He continued, why would he continue? Just cute. (laughs) By saying, it's awful, but I did learn a lesson from it when I eventually thought, what the fuck are you doing, you know? I come from a society. I grew up in Northern Ireland in the Troubles, which is capitalized. Is that the name of a city in Ireland? Is that what they call it? (laughs) And you know, I knew a couple of guys that died on hunger strike and I had acquaintances who were very caught up in the Troubles and I understand the need for revenge, but it just leads to more revenge, to more killing and killing. And Northern Ireland's proof of that. Do I still have flesh on my bones? I feel like a skeleton. Uh, really? It that, just it. That also means some reporter had to follow that up with like, so was it fun on set? <laughs> <laughs> it like, just what? It's, no. The other thing. So when he told the story, I guess a female friend of his was like, "I was raped," and he says something to the effect of, "I asked her, was he black, or like what was his race?" Which already it's like non-racist. Don't lead with that question. How is that the pertinent question to you just got raped? Let's debrief from this. By the way, what was the race I, of the assailant? I truly don't get it. That makes no sense. And my other question is, you're in Ireland. How many black people do you think you're about to find <laughs> yeah. in a pub in Northern Ireland? Like you, kn- It's like you knew the dude you were looking for. You know what I mean? There's probably like the seven black people there. He was like, I know who I'm looking for. Because there's no way he's just like, let's just see if a black person walks in. Maybe right, he just, just like listened to Samantha Mumba. Black and Irish, right? She is What a great song. Oh, and she, this is a throwback to the famous Judd Jackson. because She had a great song. Um, she did like a cameo on there. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous woman. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm just nodding along. <laughs> um, I, this is like a thing where that's like, and he sends a, you know, quote unquote apologize. He appeared on Good Morning America and said, I am not racist. I so so the thing that the like again as the purveyor of the world's uh, most heinous inbox, yo is this racist. <laughs> I get people writing in all the time, um bigots writing in, racists, <laughs> thinking this line of thought is like a rhetorical problem for me. Like right. like that this is like, you know, because often it's like like, well, like why wouldn't it be reasonable to be murderously mad at all black people because you've been hurt by a black person? Wouldn't, don't you relate to that? What, how, how could you possibly refute that? And there is a part of me that's like, oh, I understand you are murderously mad at black people. That doesn't mean you're not racist, you fucking idiot. Like it's this thing where they think like, oh, I got them because I've been hurt. So it's, you know, and I get it. It's rhetorically less, easy for me to fucking yell at a racist who has also been a victim. Those two things can be true. Is it? I mean, (laughs) it turns out it's pretty easy. But it's more that they, this, like, and I think it's because, like, they know that lots of, quote, unquote, non-racist people are sympathetic to this line of thinking. Right. Lots of, like, you know, white guys who think they are nice, you know, not racist people can hear Liam Neeson and for sure be like, oh, I maybe I wouldn't do that, but I understand. Like, it's a very understandable yeah. thing for people. It and seems it's like a lot of hateful people are linked by having nothing to do. 
and yes. bothering you about, about it. It really is unbelievable. Can I also, it re- like, so the movie is about revenge, which yeah. is why he told the story anyway. And if there was ever a case of you didn't have to say anything, like that this man sat there, just because you don't have any other tidbit about revenge, that is the only anecdote related to the revenge that you could come up with. And yeah. that's what you're choosing to tell at a press junket, essentially, for this movie. And my, I, my only guess is that it was his 70th interview of the day. I mean, I've seen his, and he's like, something's on my mind. Finally, yeah. he's like, I've talked about revenge enough that I have to talk about this, but God, I mean, it's just, I don't understand it all. Why I've, would you tell that story? Celebrities are cagey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you, you can't get stories out right. of them. So this is very insane. And I know it's clearly he wasn't thinking, but like, again, I just have to ask, why would you tell that story? Well, and also, like, Yes. Why do you think this is revenge? That's a real it's, other it's, question. It's like, that's not revenge, dog. Right. Like, you're not describing revenge. <laughs> I <laughs> I also, I just, he. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson. This, it's I, fucked up that this I, is getting the biggest laughs yeah, out of us I know. today. Can I also, so what makes me most mad is that at the beginning of Widows, he got to make out with Viola Davis a bunch of times and fuck him for that because he, yeah. Viola didn't know about this story. I assume Steve McQueen didn't know and I now can't get that. Like when I yeah. read these comments, I was like seeing him making out with Viola Davis. I was like, no. Also, I had yeah. this vision in my head of him just saying the words good morning America and it's really funny to me. Anyway, good morning America. Uh, so that's <laughs> like a threat. <laughs> guys, it's been, it's been five days of Black History Month. God damn it. And that's where we're at. This is... So can't wait to see what the other 23 bring I know. Us. What, a, what a cornucopia of the most fucked up <laughs> things possible. What awaits us. 23 more days, guys. Throw us in a volcano. <laughs> There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. 
Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Last week, Comedy Central announced that they would be removing their ads from the Fuck Jerry Instagram account after presumably realizing that the Instagram account had been created on the backs of stealing other comedians' jokes and posting them as their own. After the release of Fuck Jerry's Firefest documentary, people have been directing their ire at Jerry Media for all their misgivings uh, and trespasses. The media company has, been, has made millions of dollars by stealing jokes and content from comedians and Instagram users alike. Uh, Jerry Media was launched off the Instagram account Fuck Jerry, which has more than 14.1 million followers. Jesus. Guys, that's too and many. Follow, and following, though, thankfully. Yes, 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 which is fun to watch. Through both the Fuck Jerry account and their Beige Cardigan account, Jerry Media runs campaigns for other brands and accounts and charges up to $30,000 per ad. After hearing how they profit off of stolen content and their ties to the Fire Festival, comedians like John Mulaney, Julie Klausner, Vic Berger, and Meg Wright began using the hashtag FuckFuckJerry, revealing how Fuck Jerry has stolen some of their jokes. Um, I will say this about Fuck Jerry and the like. I don't know if you've ever had a joke, or whatever, picked up on one yeah. of these things. You'll be surprised how many of your own friends reach out to you like you just won an Olympic gold medal. Like you yes. should be so thankful for that. Right, right, right. And I've always treated these accounts as some inevitability. Like you just have to deal with these things existing. And it really, really feels good that people are yelling at these horrible <laughs> yes. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finally. I mean, uh, there, there's two angles to this. I'll, I'll do the uh, that, that I can bring to the table. I'll do the, the more esoteric one because I don't have anywhere else to talk about it. For many, many years, my day job was... Uh, a digital media producer at Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. So I am dying to know which one of my former colleagues approved this ad by. Right. Because I just want to know who did this shit. Because this is also uh, like the exact sort of thing that would get pitched all the time in meetings. And I would sort of half-heartedly be like, I don't think this is a good idea. And then I knew everyone would ignore me and it would happen. <laughs> and I just want to know who fucking did I, this shit. I would love to know like the full list of Fuck Jerry's clients. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that's not, you know, like obviously we know Firefest, which right. <laughs> we don't really we don't really need another client beyond that one. But like who is because I also this I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand what you're paying Fuck Jerry for. A yeah. Post. I think just a post. Just a like a fun like come yep. up with an Instagram post. Well, no, steal an Instagram post and caption it. But yes. And then throw in buy Pepsi at the end? Yeah. Like it's literally of the like that feeling when Broad City is on. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I think that may be very close to verbatim for one of the Can I just say by the way, I I mean, every once in a while I dip into a meme sounding joke. M E M E hyphen Y sounding joke on Twitter. That shit where it's just a, a picture you stole and me when is so fucking unfunny. It's unbelievably Kill it. Boring. Not yeah. funny. Well, and those guys are stealing that. Right. <laughs> right. right. Saw somebody else do the basic thing and they're and they like take a screenshot. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I, guys, the person who created Fuck Jerry is not named Jerry. I love how this has been blowing your mind all morning. Is named Elliot, which of course he's named Elliot yeah. in retrospect. Like, of course that's his fucking name. 
Uh, I mean, so and the other person that uh, it's not in the copy we're talking about, but it's been part of the discussion is the fat Jew also is a notorious joke thief has basically the same business model. Um, And I went on a kind of a Twitter rant about this, uh, just pointing out another thing, which is that like if fuck Jerry and the fat Jew and any of these people like them had even like an ounce of actual talent Correct. to be the, yes. the comedians they wanted, they clearly want to be, they would have shows, movies, whatever they want. There's nothing that Hollywood, like the Hollywood machine loves more than someone who already has a platform. Mm-hmm. And they like, like I, I know people who have done like pilots and stuff with a fat Jew. Actually, when we did the Yo Is This Racist pilot, one of the talent that they really pushed hard was <laughs> the fat Jew to be like a like a color commentator. Or God forbid, imagine if I'd <laughs> been part of this. But but I guess what I'm saying is like these guys have stolen their way to a place where they get every Hollywood opportunity. They get you know. Like, the Fat Jew's done multiple pilots. I'm sure, uh, you know, like, Fuck Jerry have done, like, so many things. They had a YouTube, like, animated show, whatever. Like, and the fact that they haven't been able to turn that into anything that in, like, the mediums they clearly want to be in means they are, like, less than average talented. And as we all know, living in this town... Average talented in this town is incredibly untalented. Sure. Yeah. No. I was and successful. Say, yes. I was going to yes. say about the fat Jewish, there was like a, a, a public reckoning about how shitty he was four years ago, yeah. five years ago, but he still is doing fine, right? Yeah. 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 Well, so he is still financially doing fine. Yeah. Thank God at least he's not like, you know, doing he's hosting an MTV show. show. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 He I, does seem to be just a braid in a tracksuit. So thanks, guys, yeah. for not giving him shit. Yeah. I remember maybe now a couple years ago, there was some, this kid that I knew on Facebook, whatever, like he had posted, it might have been a fat Jewish meme or something. And I commented, like, you know, he's, I think it was maybe the joke of someone I knew that he stole. And so I was like, he stole this joke from someone. And this kid was like, he's not a kid. He was like a 25 year old man. And he was like, well, you know, I don't really care because it brightened my day. Like something to that effect <laughs> yeah, right. of like, he doesn't care where it came from. And that's the shitty thing about this because people like John Mulaney cares, but like the people who are following fuck Jerry do not care if it was stolen or not. So like these sort of campaigns, I mean, unless you can get, unless you have the, um, the authority to be like, I'm a celebrity. I've been working with, you know, Coke, Coke uses fuck Jerry. I'm going, I'm like, I'm not going to work with you if you keep yeah. doing this. That's the only way this stops because the people just following them do not give a shit that any that this was stolen. Right. No, I mean, if you think about, um, Lars Ulrich, the guy from Metallica railing against Napster back in the day, it's like, he did not look cool for a second, <laughs> right. you know? Right. And also, by the way, if, if you've ever had a joke stolen, by the way, when you what what are you supposed to do? Bring up publicly and like bother people on Twitter with like your travails? It's just not yeah. that interesting yeah, to you hard, or yeah. them. So it's just you're in this disadvantaged position just anyway, which makes them extra shitty, you know. So they are basically these these accounts take advantage of people's leniency, take advantage yeah. of people's politeness, and then profit off, the, yeah. off them. And it's just a the other thing is it's one joke. I mean, like presumably for other people it's multiple, but right. it's not like they you know copy and pasted your your screenplay yeah. into something. <laughs> And it's just I like, wish they would. Yeah, I and I think you that know, publicity would exactly. please. But like you know, because it's a tweet, you're like, am I really gonna fight yeah. someone yeah. over a f- tweets are dumb anyway? Yeah. And like, am I really gonna fight someone over a tweet? And they know that, and you're just that it is. And then you know, two days later, you probably get a bump in Twitter followers. Also, I mean, I will say that is the the uh, I I don't think 
I've ever had a joke stolen by them, but I will say like someone who recently had a joke that like tagged yo is this racist in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got like it was just one of those things where I woke up and I was like, wait, we have like four thousand new Instagram followers for no reason, right? And I was like, why? What happened? And then I was like, oh, this weird joke is making the way around, and like. I think it was on like Beige Cardigan and all this shit. And part of me, and maybe it was because it wasn't my work that was stolen, was like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Good? Yeah. yeah. No, Beige Cardigan one time uh, screenshotted something of mine. And then I saw, well, what's interesting is then you get followers on Instagram, which I don't even really care about. Yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. a Twitter person. Yeah. And I saw no bump on Twitter. So anyway, if we're talking about metrics, yeah, I'm yeah. living. It what is Beige Cardigan? Another one of their brands. I'm just gonna guess it would be the more female leaning version. It's of also fuck just Jerry. like these fucking fuck Jerry and beige cardigan. Yeah, like that is so stupid. They're brilliant sounding. Like I think. it's just it's really... like, but because for the 14 million people, like it, it is exactly what they want is the thing. Like, yeah. like they just want to be able to be like, huh. Yeah, like that's all they want. It's like if you overheard a song at a store and then recommended. You know, it doesn't matter where you heard it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, or even more, they're like. Man, f- like fuck Jerry gives just gives me something to smile about every day. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. I do like <laughs> I'm I just have to wonder like when is you look at like this shit and like influencers. There was a story, I don't remember the publication, but I can try to find it. And it was about how people are doing fake ad Instagram posts. So basically if I was trying to become an influencer, I would post like, oh my gosh, I love this LaCroix hashtag ad, even though LaCroix paid me no money to do it so that people would think that I was important enough or famous enough that I was getting ads and hoping that that begets the actual advertisers coming to you. Not depressing at all. I love it. Right. Like it was crazy to become a fucking influencer, which on one hand I get it because they make like the ones that make money make so much money. But I'm just like, when will this hellscape end? Like how much longer is something like fuck Jerry going to be a viable organization? And like how much longer are like Instagram influencers going to get like tens of thousands of dollars for posts. When well, does this end? It has to be that like they have to know that economy is fake. And you can tell it's fake because Andrew, they do you just they do not know that economy oh, is fake. I'm sorry, sorry, not they, but the people buying ads oh, eventually okay. have to I was realize like you were giving these that economy people. because it's like like clearly like the fact that it's all bottom feeder like companies advertising with these people means that like legitimate companies know but it's not it's like it's not like Sephora you have car companies you have like people like large the the tea stuff you mean that yeah yeah. no but the thing is that you really do have like you have like Revlon and like you have CoverGirl you have like large companies paying people to do these ads and I'm just like is this never are we is this forever now? Yeah, is do this we just lose? our life? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when you were saying like uh like the the ad like faking the ads thing, on one hand, I 100% agree with you that's super depressing. I think we've all written stuff on spec in this room. So oh, sure. <laughs> True. You know what? What's the difference? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the difference Oh, the difference is that people don't see you doing it. That's true. And it, presumably it took actual work to write something as opposed to and pretend to be sponsored. It's also by like LaCroix. even if you weren't getting paid, right? Like we're writers and like the point is to get paid but even if you weren't getting paid you would write like i've written for free i blog for free because i enjoy writing yeah i an advertisement you would only do an advertisement for money that is the only reason and uh, like why would you for me i'm like why would i advertise shit for zero dollars mind Tara, you though i do love wheat thins in a particular you are, way and yeah. we'll rant about them i yes. i do like holding up a glass of drink halfway to my face and looking at a camera so for zero dollars <laughs> i just did it <laughs> 
It just feels good. It I think. It feels good. Yeah. Right. 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 I'm just saying. Not- <laughs> this is. Oh, I finally. This is my Ira Noikara moment. I did it. <laughs> I did it. I found one. It you- does feel like on Instagram though. You're constantly waiting to find out your friends are trying to sell you shave kits or something. There is an ominous feeling to the ad universe on Instagram. I mean, Instagram. but do you think it's just like we're all going to be selling ads on Instagram one day? Oh, dope. Right. That's the only way to generate. Like, guys, once robots take all our jobs, yes, we're there's, just that's a That's a novel idea. You guys can, someone can have that for free. There's a great book called Severance that is everyone should read and has a, a millennial pink color cover that can help you find it. Um, but it's, it's, it's in the vein of all of these sort of like post-apocalyptic stories that we're we're getting all the time because we're all worried about dying um but someone can have that idea of we're all instagram influencers that's that is the apocalypse that the we're only, having to live through yeah the only currency that matters is, is instagram I'm, a, I'm all for the blade runner version we live in where i wake up in the morning and i'm selling sephora to my friends that's really exciting yeah. look at my strong lash that's a that's a free idea for some enterprising writer out there so, unfortunately, that is the end of Civilization. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's been so much fun. I'm glad we just we, we figured it out here, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the math checks out. Oh, boy. When we're back, keep it. And now we come to the part of the show where Ira says this is our favorite part of the show, except the part of the show has the same name as the rest of the show. So it's very confusing to our advertisers and to you. It's Keep It. Oh, man. How long have you been holding that in? I know. Am I bursting into tears? Yeah. Yeah. Can you see the anxiety? Andrew, since you're our guest, and I'll say it a nice person, you should start. Thank you. Well, that's uh, that's just bringing the old Ira charm. Ira's very nice. (laughs) Wink. Um... (laughs) My Keep It is inspired by uh, good old Liam Neeson. Um, I just want to get ahead of this one because every year uh, before St. Patrick's Day, the Yo Is This Racist inbox gets flooded with uh, Irish people, presumably, but I'm going to say Irish Americans, saying, <laughs> uh, well, you know the Irish people were slaves, so white people can be slaves too, I think is the logic. I'm not really clear. Uh, just keep it to that line of bullshit reasoning but if you need a rejoinder to that just ask what color were the people who enslaved the irish uh Ooh, that is a that... good response and just like yeah they were inspired enslaved by other white people you dumb motherfuckers <laughs> like what are you Ugh. no i don't think you understand if there are any good white people anywhere there can't they can't be bad <laughs> sorry a good white is a good white for all do you think by st patrick's day liam neeson will still be yelling that he's not racist. I don't think he'll have finished that story yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was in the pub. (laughs) Jesus. I miss Natasha Richardson. Come back to us. That's one of the worst deaths ever. His... I think about it a lot. She was so lovely. I actually... I do think about it a lot because anytime I fall or like if I hit my head on something... I think about her because it was like she was skiing and she fell and then she was like fine and then yes. she died. And I'm mm-hmm. like, so I hit my head and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be dead in 12 hours. Right. It's safest to just start screaming, I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. We're all going to die. We Not are. before we get those influencer credits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kara, what's your keep it? My keep it, you know, and I got to say, this is maybe a little bit of a half-hearted keep it. But Netflix announced that they're making a goop TV show, series, something. Imagine not watching that. (laughs) Yeah, so Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop are coming to Netflix to sell us more snake oil and and have doctors who are accredited by, you know, like 
no magazines <laughs> uh, give us give us <laughs> medical advice. And it's just, I mean, like, it's half-hearted because, of course, of course we've arrived here. Of course there's going to be a goop TV show. But I I don't know. It's I, I'm getting I'm getting it's hard for me with Gwyneth and Goop. I'm maybe turning like may, tide is maybe turning where I'm just like, keep it, but also you're clearly not stopping. Right. Yeah. Also she to me is first of all, perhaps the greatest celebrity of all time. Second of all, she to me is like a Mariah Carey in that the parody idea you have of her is just the truth. Like right. Mariah Carey really does just wear evening gowns and sexy Mrs. Claus outfits. Yes. You know what I mean? That's her life. Yeah. Gwyneth clearly wants to stand behind a counter, make risotto for you, and then tell you your Vicuña skin bag isn't expensive right. enough. You know? And then like bathe in like $700 like, you know, water that some child somewhere drew from a river and it's been blessed and whatever like nonsense. Yeah, she definitely crossed a Rubicon though with the jade vagina eggs thing. I mean, when we get into health misinformation, I start they to do, actually be mad at her. It starts with health <laughs> they misinformation. They do so though, much. Right? The thing is they it's do so much that. health misinformation because they have my I think it was in that that big Gwyneth Paltrow feature in the New York Times where <laughs> Vogue magazine was basically like you can't just publish whatever bullshit. Yeah. They had like a column and Vogue was like, we fact check here. Yeah. And you can't just have a quote unquote doctor give people fucking medical advice. This means, by the way, that for sure within one calendar year, Netflix is going to be sued for medical malpractice. That's <laughs> going to happen. That's going to happen. All right. I'm ready for that uh, courtroom drama. I'm excited about that. It is. It's funny, though, because Netflix is doing this. You know, we've we've got like the Marie Kondo. They're really leaning into this lifestyle-y yeah. thing that... Um, I think it's just like soft stuff that if it auto-plays the next one, you will not notice until you've right. watched an entire season. And you mm. know what, honestly? My biggest qualm with Goop and Gwyneth is really just that I can't afford any of the shit that she talks about. If I if I got that newsletter and I was like, yes, I can spend $4,000 today on nothing, then I would probably love her. But it's just because I know I can't. I'm never going to have whatever cashmere accessory she's pimping on her site. And maybe that's just what I'm upset about. I like how, like, of the scammers, like, taking the trouble to have a movie career just so you could coast on this bullshit. <laughs> I have to tell incredible. you, it has always baffled me because she was yeah. so good at acting, I yeah. thought. And then she just was like, done what with else? that. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? So strange. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I just hope on that show she walks into people's houses and calls their stuff disgusting. Yeah. I just think that's so fun. <laughs> she's like, oh, like somebody's like, oh, here's my favorite shirt. It's an heirloom. And she's like, gross. I mean, <laughs> the color's all wrong. You washed it weird. Um, speaking, you're going to see that skit on SNL. Like, oh, true. Within the yeah, next, yeah. Like the next few months. But I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. I would watch like Mean Marie Kondo. Please. That's what, if Gwyneth was Mean Marie Kondo, I would absolutely watch Your that. lips to God's ears. That's like the yeah. only show I want. Netflix. That's That's what the people want. Maybe Hulu. <laughs> sure. Uh, my keep it is a basic one because in L.A. we are living in just we had the grayest January. We're going to have apparently the grayest February. The romanticizing of rain. I just <laughs> am done. You're coming for the weather again, yes. Lewis. Watch out, Kara. <laughs> That's We're okay. In... I don't give a shit about rain. So yes. You're... <laughs> um, here's the thing about 
uh, rain, it's just cold. I don't want to be near it. Like mm-hmm. the rain comes at me and I go the other way. I go into the house. Um, I have I can only listen to Carol King's tapestry so many times and look out the window and think about the past. And I've done it several times now. I have no more past to think about. So uh, I'm done feeling like I live in an Ingmar Bergman movie. I'm done feeling like I'm from where Kara is from, the Pacific Northwest, yes. where they just love this shit, I guess. You know what? Here's a, here's, a, here's a misconception about the Pacific Northwest. The Pacific Northwest is sort of like a rainforest in that it is always like damp. I mean, not always. You like know, Dua like Lipa. Have, <laughs> but it is, it doesn't rain that hard like mm-hmm. the way that in LA when it was like pouring yeah. down rain like Seattle doesn't really it does rain hard sometimes but it's always just like kind of misty and like mm-hmm. drizzly which is not the same as like oh wow I got to do the wipers on the full speed situation yeah. so it's a little different but are you do you mean people that are like let's make a stew and it's yeah. rainy and put on socks and I don't think any any sentence makes me matter than let's make a stew I think you just <laughs> you just triggered something do you think though that this is rebellion because you know this is in the vein of your fall hatred right as you know I'm a summer queen yes do you think mm. it's because you grew up somewhere that was cold and as soon as you came to to Eden you were like oh I I can never right go back. I was promised this it would never rain again you've got that right no and occasionally i'll see a facebook post from somebody at home being like uh i'm so glad we have all the seasons here are there some like magic to it it's like so you're just freezing and miserable and you feel like you've accomplished something like let's set real career ambitions you know what i'm saying this isn't much (laughs) of anything uh we're both from the midwest lewis did you when did you lose your i'm guessing i'm just gonna assume you've already lost this when did you lose your ability to be just in the cold Ooh, um, pretty soon after I moved out here. Oh, I moved really? out here 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, I visited my brother in Boston one time, and it was so rainy, and I was so angry, like somebody named Bianca who wears only furs. Yeah. And uh, so I think it was about then, like five years into my okay. time in L.A. I, it just happened to me this year. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a cold person now. Yeah. It's, it, I hate it. No. It's, it's wild. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little chilly boy. No, it, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. We have it figured out in LA. Be, we yeah. live in a polluted hellscape and we love it, girl. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, Lewis. We need the rain. This True. Is, it's the one reason I don't get, I mean, one, I can deal with rain. I know how to drive in rain. Seattle. Like, yeah, I've, I've, Frasier. I've, we've been here before. Yep. <laughs> Frasier. Starbucks. Do another one. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. The Jimi Hendrix experience. <laughs> <laughs> the EMP. Um,. <laughs> I, yeah, no, so, like, in L.A., especially because the drought and the fires scared me to the point where I was like, oh, the whole California, we're going to burn to the ground. So when it does rain, I'm like, this is, we need this, which is why I'm a little bit more, because I agree in that I did not move to L.A. for the rain. No. And it does feel like false advertising where I'm like, this is not what this was supposed to be. But I'm like, you know, we need it. We were in the drought. Like, I remember last year when it rained a bunch and it, like, it finally ended the drought. So it is, like... You know, it, it's preventing us from setting on fire like a year or two. I was going to say, we, we will now last seven years as opposed to four. Exactly. Which is really nice. Do you want the depressing mansplaining response to that? Please. Which is that I think because of the rain, I, this fire season was so big because there's so much rain that there's a bunch of like grass and shit that still dies when the summer is like a thousand degrees. So, so that the rain is killing us. A little bit. <laughs> Just say it. Exciting. <laughs> I'm looking for new exciting ways to die. So if rain's going to come in and do it, fine. Have you guys ever been close to one of those like wildfires before? No. no. I, I uh, <laughs> drove on the two 
when the entire median was on. And I, I didn't realize until the time they just, I was like, well, since they're letting us drive here, it must be fine, I guess. But it turned out the fire had just started and they had not shut down the highway yet. But it was one of those, as I was driving by, I just put my hand on my driver's side win- window and it was like, un- like damagingly hot to the touch, the window. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is the most hellish shit I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, I highly recommend it. Andrew, thank you for filling in. Us. Listen, just uh, <laughs> how do you feel about making this permanent? Yeah, <laughs> I how feel do we, like... can we change the locks before I, I bring, gets back? I didn't bring the level of abuse. I really, I next time I if I ever get to do this again, don't worry, I'm gonna fucking make you guys wish I was never here. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, where can people find you and your shit? Just hit up Yo Is This Racist, Andrew T. Last name is spelled T I. Uh, on all social type media, I will say it's in all caps. I know it doesn't technically matter, but just do it in all caps. <laughs> really, Andrew the T. all caps feel it. it it feels like you're Jean-Claude Van Damme or something. Just screaming you. your name. Yeah. Yeah. Like when Adele on iTunes was all caps all the time. It's like, is this just egomania? What the fuck is this? But anyway. Oh. Well, I but I like it when you do it. Andrew, thank you. And next week, filling in for Ira, will be Adam Levine. <laughs> Green Book. So fucking good. The show's over, so we're talking about Spotify again. <laughs> it's all I talk about in my spare time, and I'm glad to do it with you too. I wasn't even on this episode, but I can't stop talking about Spotify and how there are more than 150,000 podcasts on it, and you should only be listening to it. <laughs> but if you want a quick and free way to finally stick to your New Year's resolutions, start listening to podcasts on Spotify. Other ones. Other. I mean, this. I don't know how this is going to help your life, to be honest. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm worried for you. <laughs> you might need to self-help after listening to keep it. <laughs> One, uh, of those 150,000 podcasts, some are about self-improvement. Some are about how you can balance a budget, balance your diet, and even how to feel balanced while meditating, even if you're also obsessing over when the cat was last fed, if you're one of those people. That darn cat. Ooh, Christina Ricci? All podcasts- No, Haley Mills. Wait, I'm talking about the remix, sweetie. I was talking about the original, honey. Okay, I was updated, sorry. With Dougie Fresh? Yes. Uh, All podcasts- Wait, that's not right. Dougie Fresh? I want to say he's the co-star in it. In the remake? Yeah. Maybe we'll look, so. Okay, we'll look this up. All podcasts on Spotify are free, and you can even download episodes for those times when you've gone off the grid. You know, to get all that newfound balance into your life. So get the year off right and start listening to podcasts on Spotify. Explore the world's hidden wonders on the Atlas Obscura podcast, a village in India where everyone's name is a song, a boiling river in the Amazon, a spacecraft cemetery in the middle of the ocean. Every day, the Atlas Obscura podcast will blow your mind in 15 minutes. You can find it on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. 
Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.